0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 502. Five signs you don't know what your body needs. Part one, by Brittany Decosta with tinybuddha.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online, including Ben Greenfield Fitness, Nia Shanks, and lots more. Now, today's author is a guest writer on Tiny Buddha. Brittany is a health and eating psychology coach and yoga instructor. Now, her post is on the longer side, so I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. I'm excited to read to you from our newest contributor, so let's hear part one of today's post as we optimize your life. Five signs you don't know what your body needs. Part one by Brittany DaCosta with tinybuddha.com. Quote, the body is a multilingual being. It speaks through its color and its temperature, the flush of recognition, the glow of love, the ash of pain, the heat of arousal, the coldness of non-conviction. It speaks through its constant tiny dance, sometimes swaying, sometimes a jitter, sometimes trembling. It speaks through the leaping of the heart, the falling of the spirit, the pit at the center, and rising hope. Clarissa Pinkola Estes from Women Who Run With the Wolves. We read about all these things that we quote unquote should be doing for self-care, so we add them to our to-do list and rarely, if ever, cross them off. Most of us have such busy schedules, we move on fast forward without getting any closer to the end of our list. We end up running on autopilot to the point that we ignore most of what our body tries to tell us it needs in order to look and feel our best. Just getting through our to-do list each day can take a toll on our body and mind. But what's becoming more apparent is that not slowing down, not listening to our body, can be detrimental to our health and our looks. At some point, I realized that I was on autopilot so often that it felt physically impossible to fit healthy eating into my routine. I tried so hard to eat the right foods and would always end up binging on pizza or some other junk food when I thought no one was looking. I felt so much shame and distress from trying so hard, and yet nothing changed. What I didn't realize is that my body had been sending me signals all along to lead me in the right direction, but I was completely clueless. Autopilot had taken over my life and not to mention my body's energy, luster, and shape. Not cool. So how do you know if you're running on autopilot and are disconnected from what your body needs to function and look its best? Listen to these signs and see if they sound familiar. Sign number one. You don't know if you have any food allergies or sensitivities. Do you ever wonder if you're one of the millions of people with a gluten sensitivity or a dairy intolerance? If it turns out that you are, your body has tried to tell you multiple times. Common symptoms of gluten sensitivities are bloating, frequent headaches, constipation, or diarrhea, skin issues, sluggishness, and so much more. Common symptoms of lactose intolerance are congestion, bloating, abdominal pain, acne, and migraines. If you've ever experienced any of these, your body is trying to tell you something. I started birth control as a teenager since it was the only thing I knew that actually worked to keep my acne under control. At times it was so bad, my mom let me skip school to avoid embarrassment. When I became an adult, I tried many times to get off of it, but each time I did, my skin broke out again. Adult acne felt even worse. It wasn't until I limited wheat and dairy that I was able to get off birth control and my skin finally cleared up for good. Contrary to what we tend to believe, Symptoms like these aren't normal. It's your body's way of telling you a serious change is needed. Seriously. Sign number two. You frequently aren't sure if you're actually hungry or not. How often do you find yourself staring blankly into your pantry, wondering if you're truly hungry or if you're just bored? In the past, I'd go to my fridge, open it up, and give it a good hard stare, close it, and then walk away, only to find myself doing it again minutes later. Was I hungry? Was I craving something? I had no clue if my own body was hungry or not. I felt so frustrated and annoyed with myself for doing this time and time again. It sounds counterintuitive, but many of us don't have an appetite the majority of the day simply because we just don't eat enough food. Our body ends up holding on to every morsel we feed it for dear life. It's a genuine survival instinct. If your body doesn't know it's going to get enough at its next meal, it sends mixed signals. But when your body is getting enough nutrients, you won't have to question whether you're hungry or not. Sign number three. Hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Five Signs You Don't Know What Your Body Needs by Brittany DeCosta with tinybuddha.com. And I want to thank listener Justin for recommending this article to us. And again, I'll finish it up for you tomorrow. Now, when it comes to food sensitivities or actual food allergies, those are technically different things. And I know people can get very confused by this. A real food allergy actually involves the immune system. The immune system starts to wake up, and sometimes the immune system wakes up so much, it actually overreacts to the food that we've eaten. And in some very rare cases, it can overreact so much, the person goes into what we call anaphylaxis or anaphylactic shock, where they stop breathing altogether. A food intolerance, on the other hand, usually doesn't involve the immune system. Instead, the person may experience symptoms like bloating or headaches, things like that, but there's no risk for that anaphylactic shock. What's so challenging about food allergies and intolerances is that they're tough to diagnose. There are so many other things in our lives that can influence our moods or whether or not we get headaches or bloating, constipation, and diarrhea, that it's hard to pinpoint the exact culprit. Now, in addition to running some blood tests and maybe some skin tests, the real best way to determine if a person has a food allergy or food intolerance is to use what's called the elimination diet. Basically, what that involves is removing any of those foods that are suspected to cause the allergy or intolerance and then slowly enter them back into the diet. But the key is this has to be done very systematically and those foods have to be introduced one at a time and in their purest form. So it can get really tricky as you can imagine to diagnose something like this. Let's say someone has an allergy to wheat or maybe they're just intolerant to it. Well, where do we find wheat mostly in our diets nowadays? It's usually mixed with some other stuff. For example, whole wheat bread, although it's made from whole wheat, still contains maybe maple syrup or molasses, or salt, or something else. So you're really not just getting pure wheat when you eat a piece of bread. You're getting all of these other additives. So maybe it's one of those additives that are causing the problem and not the wheat. This is why you have to find the purest form of the actual food that you think you're intolerant to. So what I always recommend is this. If you suspect you have a food allergy or food intolerance, definitely speak to your physician. They may refer you to an allergist and or a dietitian or nutritionist to help you sort this out. I'd be cautious against self-diagnosing because when we self-diagnose, we actually might start limiting foods in our diets that are full of nutrients, nutrients that we need to feel our best. But an allergist, along with a nutritionist or dietitian, can help be sure that if you do have a true food allergy, you can actually get those nutrients in other ways. All right, that's enough out of me for now. Really quickly, if you wanna help keep our podcasts alive, We have many different ways you can help, both financial and otherwise. Come check out oldpodcast.com slash support to see how. Anything listed there would be a huge help. And in fact, one of the best and easiest things you can do right now is to share this episode with someone. That's it. If you do that, that alone is a huge help. All right, I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thank you as always for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.